Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Well, welcome HD Church to HD Church Online. Praise God. Thank you for joining us again, and it's an honor to be here to share the Word of God with you, and I believe this Word will minister to all of us. As we continue on the the series that we're doing, Project R, the Righteousness of God. Um, You know, last time I was here, I I shared and I've had the opportunity to share again, which is awesome because I just want to continue to encourage you. Last time I shared, I talked about, you know, sowing yourself to righteousness and I shared out of Hosea. And I believe that to be a condition of our heart as believers sometimes. And then I talked about walking in the righteousness of God, uh, doing good to please God and not man. And then uh, my third point last time was the purpose to, purpose to live in the righteousness of God. And uh, talking about uh, being a pure container, living a holy life and, and not allowing the contaminants of this world to discredit you or make you feel like you're discredited, but to... Tonight, I want to continue to encourage you to hold fast to that gift of righteousness, the gift that God has given us of righteousness. Amen. And so let's just open up in prayer. Father God, I just thank you once again, Lord, for this opportunity to share your word this evening. I just pray that this word, Father God, will continue to illuminate uh, us in every area of our life, continue to strengthen us and bring revelation, knowledge and understanding, Father God, of righteousness and where we are and who we are in you and in the righteousness, the gift that you have given to us. Help us, Father, through your word. Let it not be me, but it be the anointing that is upon your word, Lord, because I know that it is your word that brings deliverance. It's your word that brings restoration, healing, and sets us free. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that, uh, my brothers and sisters, with all my heart, that it is The word of God, he says, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Glory to God. So my first point tonight would be awake to your righteousness, awake to your righteousness. You say awake to your righteousness. And and what I'm talking about is is in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, 33, And I'm talking out of the uh, passion translation. He says, so stop fooling yourself. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. The Apostle Paul writing to Corinthians, he says, stop fooling yourself. Evil companions will corrupt good character. Come back to your right senses and awaken to what is right. Repent from your sinful ways, for some have no knowledge of God's wonderful love. But you should be ashamed that you make me write this letter to you because they knew the righteousness of God. They knew it, but for somehow, like I've shared before, that life and sometimes things that we go through cause us to get off track in our lives. But we have to know who we are in Christ and that God has given us this gift of righteousness and we have to apply. We've got to work at being right, not being righteous, but retaining that righteousness and living holy, not allowing ourselves to be conformed to this world. Amen. He says, awake to righteousness, knowing you are righteous. When you know that you are righteous, it, it produces seeing God as your loving father. 
See, so many times when a person comes to the Lord and me, myself as well, that we have so much stuff that we've gone through that when we come into this relationship with Christ and they tell you and you you read in the scripture and it says God forgave you and that you are the righteousness of God and that you're a new creation. Well, like I've said many times before, we have a difficult time as humans forgiving ourselves of our past. So he says, when you you know that you are righteous, when that revelation comes to you, you're seeing God as a loving father, someone who has forgiven you of all of your past. And the enemy is just uh, is like he's the accuser of the brother and he's always trying to stir up stuff or stir up past relationships or past things or throw uh, darts and things at you, thoughts across your mind. But you have to know that uh, uh, see, we, you and I have to see that God is our loving father. The second thing of knowing that you knowing that you are righteous produces is a holy boldness. Once you get that revelation of who you are in Christ and that you are born again and that you are forgiven and that your past is behind you and uh, um, and you have no uh, you're not charged of anything in your past. Then you have that holy boldness. That means that you can truly receive God's goodness in your life. You don't allow your past or or sometimes we run across people who say, oh, man, I remember you. I remember when you know what? You have to stop that. There's always people that are going to try to bring up that. And, and, and that what that is, is that's the enemy. That's the enemy. They remember the old man. And it is yours and my responsibility that when we give our lives to Christ and we we find out and we receive God as our loving father, our God, our our job is to live our lives to please God. I know that that was as a kid growing up, that was one of my biggest things. I always wanted my dad and my parents to be proud of me. So as as a as a believer, we and we start to get into the word and we see that God is our loving father and we that we're forgiven. Then we get this holy boldness and that holy boldness causes us to pray for others and serve in your local church. You want to get involved. You want to be around more of the things of God. Why? Because it makes you feel good. And, and once you start feeling good, then you, you're forgetting those things that are behind you and you keep pressing toward the things of God, the, like the Apostle Paul tells us. And then the, the third thing is it gives you spir- a spiritual authority over Satan and his works in your life. When you know that you are righteous, it produces the spiritual authority over Satan. So that means this. When the enemy comes or, you know, like I said just a minute ago, and people come and they go, oh, Les, man, I remember you, man. We used to, you know, then you can take authority over that stuff says, you know, that was the old me. I am a new creation. I'm a Christian. Oh, you one of them Bible thumpers. No, I'm a Christian. I've given my life to Christ. So I'm endeavoring to turn 180 degrees and go in a different direction. In this direction, I know that I am redeemed. I've been set free. I'm delivered. And I am righteous because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When you get that revelation of knowing who you are in Christ, it brings that authority in your life. So when you when you encounter things in your life, you can immediately take authority over it because as a believer, you have been studying the word of God. You have uh, put yourself in a place in the local church where you're now in fellowship 
with brothers and sisters of like precious faith and you're not over here hanging, hanging out with a different crowd, you've changed your trajectory, your, your direction in which you have chosen to live your life. So that gives you that, that spiritual authority over Satan and his works. And he'll use any and everything. There is nothing that this individual, this, this spirit will not use to try to come against you. And he doesn't operate from nine to five. He operates, and if you know me, you've heard me say, he operates 24-7. I have, in my past, been woken up in, out of a dream, and it seems like it's tangible and it's real, but it is, it's living something that is in the past, something that shames you, that you know you were ashamed of, but then when you have that spiritual authority, you have that awareness that, no, I am a born-again, spirit-filled believer and I am the righteousness of Christ through my Lord and Savior, then you can stand in authority and say, you know what? I rebuke that thought. I cast down that imagination. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. And the word of God tells you you have that authority to do that. And so my second point would be how to know that you are righteous. How to know that you are righteous. And in 2 Corinthians... Second Corinthians chapter five, starting at verse 17, he says, it's 17 through 19. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, like I was saying, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins, their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That's that's the gift of God. That's knowing that you are righteous. God says that that you are righteous because through Jesus Christ and he has given you and I that ministry of reconciliation. What's that reconciliation? Reconciliation is being you're forgiven. You have been forgiven. And in Romans chapter three, verse 24, I'm just sharing with you the word because it's this word and you and I getting into this word. When you get this word and it jumps off and you get revelation of it, you take hold of it and you get it down in your heart and you meditate on it. Then it begins to bear fruit in your life. But if you don't get into the word, if you don't allow this word, if you don't read this word, if you don't meditate on God's word, but you meditate on my opinion, less the opinion holds no weight. It is the word of God because less was already bound up by less's opinion. And I'm sure many of you have been that way. But when you get into the word of God and you start to see what God has provided for you and I through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then you know the authority that God has given you. Amen. It says being justified freely in Romans chapter three, verse 24 through 26, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It all hinges on our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. He says, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just 
and that the and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. We have been justified through Jesus Christ. You have been justified through Jesus Christ. When you give your life to Christ, it doesn't matter how many times you fall. It doesn't matter uh, uh, the, the sin that you've committed. God says that he is faithful in us to forgive you. If you and I would repent truly from our heart, God sees the heart. Less sees you. Less hears what comes out of your mouth. But God sees our heart. That's how we receive Jesus Christ. We confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And then we're saved. Then we receive that gift of God. Amen. So don't allow the enemy to tell you when you've fallen or you've fallen short that you're not righteous, that you'll never make it. That you, you've committed that sin too many times. You know, you know what the Bible says? A righteous man falls seven times and he gets right back up. Never let the enemy tell you you're going to wear out your repenter. No, you repent. Your heart, you're sad because of that. But what we have to do, because to continue in that circle would be insane. What you have to do is you have to make a 180. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your trajectory of where you're going. You know the triggers that set you off that cause, it, that cause you to do things that you know that are displeasing to God. But you have to set checks. And that's why we can't just watch church on TV. We can't just uh, just do it on our own sitting on the sofa. You need to be in the house of God. You need to be sitting under a pastor uh, um, where you're held accountable. The Bible says forsake not the assembling of yourselves. You know what I mean? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves, fellowshipping, breaking bread one with one another, iron sharpening iron. But in the house of God, there is an anointing that takes place through the word of God being ministered by the minister, by the praise and worship. There is an anointing that takes place that brings healing. There is a, a, an anointing that takes place that brings revelation of God's word when it's read. How could you have 300, 400 people sitting in a sanctuary and the message goes forth? The word of God goes forth and each one of them would say that was just for me. No, that's God, the Holy Spirit, your heavenly father saying that these are the things that you and I need to check in our lives. Amen. He says, and I'm going to say, share this last one. He says in Hebrews chapter eight, verse 12, for, it says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember them no more. So don't allow the enemy to condemn you and tell you because you've fallen one time, seven times, uh, and many times in your life that or you keep struggling or you are struggling in an area of your life. Tell you that you'll never make it and that you're not righteous. Don't allow any other believer tell you that you'll never make it, that you'll never amount to nothing. My uh, spiritual father, Pastor Juan Juarez, said that change sometimes is very difficult for people, but never give up. Never give up on a person because you don't know how strong a grip the enemy has on that person's life. But the fact that they keep coming to the house of God, the fact that they keep crying out to God, God says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. But you and I have to do something. We have to get up off of the sofa. We've got to come to the house of God. We've got to come to the altar of God. And we have to present our bodies, a living sacrifice, asking God to help us to overcome and get our thinking in the right place. Amen.
And my third point is this. The promises, the promises of righteousness. The promise of righteousness is peace, quietness, and assurance forever. Peace, and I know, a tormented mind. Somebody that's struggling, your mind is tormented. But God says that from the promise of righteousness brings peace. God's word brings peace. The Holy Spirit brings peace. It's quietness and it's the assurance forever that God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. In Isaiah 32, verse 17, he says the works of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness, quietness and the assurance forever. So we have to work at it. We've got to grab hold of the promises of God. We've got to grab hold of the righteousness of God and know who you are. And when the enemy is lying to you, no, you've got to say, no, devil, I don't believe that. I cast down that thought. You, what comes out of your mouth is very important to the direction your life is going. Amen. He says he says that that's what that's what it'll do. the promise of righteousness will give you that peace, quietness and that assurance. The, the promise of righteousness will establish. It will establish no oppression, no fear and no terror, no fear, no oppression and no terror. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. Though, though, they, though they rise up against me, they have no power. And I'll tell you real quick, in Isaiah 54, he says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against me in judgment, you shall condemn. He said, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Amen. In Psalms 92, verse 12 through 15, he says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who, pl who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age and they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Oh, man, I'm telling you right there. That verse right there, Psalms 92, 12 to 15, should make you shout for joy. Why? Because God loves you, that you are the righteousness of God. Whether you're a one-day-old Christian or a 50-year-old Christian, it doesn't make a difference. You've had struggles in your life. Know who you are in the righteousness of God. Know the tactics and the enemy uses to try to derail us. In the days and the times that we're living in right now, we need to have our roots deep. We need to have our roots deep because the wind is blowing. There's opinions everywhere for everything. But there's only one opinion. There's only one word, and that's God's word. It is the living word of God. In Psalms 92, he says, the righteous shall flourish like the like a palm tree. They shall grow like cedars in Lebanon. You and I, we are created in the image of Christ. We are designed to be victorious in every area of our life. But we can't do that sitting on the sofa. We can't do that by entertaining every thought and every conversation. Don't be a dumping ground. Be a child of God. Only listen to the word of God. Only meditate on the word of God. Because if you meditate on the word of God, it'll cause you to grow. It'll cause, cause you to have peace. You'll, you will not have terror by night. You'll not have those horrific dreams. You'll not be so fearful of everything that you hear. Why? Because you know who you are in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. Amen. Well, I, I pray that this word has blessed you, 
as it has blessed me just to study it out and just, man, go back over scriptures that I have read before. But you know what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for every person that has taken part in this um, project are that uh, knowing who they are and the righteousness of God and the gift, Lord, that you have given us. I pray, Lord God, that they have grabbed hold of your word. And it is that word that they meditate on that would bring revelation, knowledge, understanding, Father God, of the authority that they have in their life by being a child of God. I thank you, Father, for every believer in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HD Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hdchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.